Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Proof Beyond Reason. I am Geology. Episode number 27. 27. Uh, Ooh, just pushing it, pushing the envelope. You Uh, guys have heard our voice, know us already for 27 episodes. Yeah, or if you're hearing us for the first time, thank you so much for taking the opportunity, uh, giving us the privilege of of, uh, hearing us, I guess, right? Shout out of the week. We're doing shout out, shout out of the week. So uh, people that we've identified that are doing some some good things in the community, or they have businesses that are thriving, and you just want to shout them out. So this week's shout out of the week is uh, unashamedimaging.com. That's unashamedimaging.com. Um, they have uh, amazing work that they're doing. They do videography. So if you're an artist. And you're looking for someone to do your music video, you're getting married, need someone to do your wedding, uh, a photographer, Unashamed Imaging is where you should go. Professional work, go to unashamedimaging.com and you'll find some really good good resources there. Uh, I know they do work uh, in Orlando and throughout Florida, but I'm not sure if they go out of state. Uh, So check out their website, send them an email, uh, inquire about their services, but uh, once you go on their website or you go on their Facebook, you're going to see some amazing, amazing work that they're doing. So, again, that's unashamedimaging.com. My boy is back. We love J-Mo. it. J-Mo. He, he's, he's now, he is now part of the crew. That's it. You know, that's it. He, he's, he's official. PBR. G made a sketch. I mean, you saw the sketch that yeah, he made? Yeah, I saw it. Dope sketch. Uh, so that went on on a social media. It was so good. That I thought it was, you know how sometimes you could do a filter that makes it look mm-hmm. like you sketch, but I was like, nah, man. <laughs> it was. That's what it was, right? It was a combination. It was that? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was. It was. I just oh, did okay. the outline and then just did the filter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he right. included some of, uh, like, some hand stuff. I can tell because there were parts that yeah. were not all done, and then other parts that were really detailed, which was really good. Um, but this week, this week we're covering um, what it means to grow up. Ooh. Growing up. Uh, what does that look like? Uh, many people who are listening, uh, we don't know. I mean, demographics varies. Really, our audience mm-hmm. is anywhere 18 to in their 30s, 40s. Uh, we have some 60-year-old listeners. Shout out to our 16-year-old li- 60-year-old listeners, not 16. And our 16-year-old listeners. How about that? Mm-hmm. Um, but growing up, growing up, what does that look like? Uh, what does that look like in a biblical sense? So what does the Bible say about growing up? What does it mean in our lives? What does it mean spiritually, physically, the whole deal? Um, So let's get into it. Um, The Bible talks about uh, Jesus. uh, Obviously, right? It talks about Jesus. The whole Bible is about Jesus. Uh, But (laughs) in in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 2, verse 52. So we have a beginning where it talks about Jesus being born. Mm -hmm. And we have up to where he's 12 years old. It gives us uh, some brief insight. But from 12 to 30, there's kind of no nothing. And we get this passage in verse 52 where it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with man. So essentially we see Jesus, from the human standpoint, we see him grow up. We see four areas where he grew. He grew in wisdom. He grew in stature, he grew in favor with God, and he grew in his favor with man. So during that time period of being from 12 to 30, that's what, that w- that's what was happening. So you imagine, you know, puberty, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Uh, voice changing, <laughs> clothes not fitting. I mean, I can't really picture Jesus, like, squeaky voiced in the beginning, like, hi. Yes, I love my father. And then he all of a sudden, like, deep voice. <clears throat> For real, growing a beard, no beard, <laughs> now beard. Um, you know, just a weird thing to picture because uh, the way we envision Jesus and the way we've been given Jesus is like mm-hmm. the glorified version, mm-hmm. which is his current state. But the human, hum, human state, um, you know, uh, sometimes you have these pictures and they'll, they'll take it from different, um, different scriptures that are not in the canon and they'll picture him as like walking on water in like you know what i'm saying like in the pool he's like 15 he's walking on water things like that you know that 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 are not necessarily outlined in scripture where we see his miracles happen following uh uh his age you know 30 years old but baptism the whole deal holy spirit descending on him all that um but if he's growing 
if he grew up in age, he grew up in wisdom and stature and so forth, what does that mean for us? Um, so from your experience, I mean, I've seen, I've seen both of these gentlemen grow up, and it's, it's amazing to have been part of both of their lives. G, you know, in particular, you know, having seen him in his teens and now as a, as a grown man, um, his response to situations, the way he processes information, his knowledge and so forth has been great. And then John from, you know, I think even pre before puberty, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know about you, but I was already. <laughs> he was always in puberty. <laughs> I was going to. Ladies, I was always in puberty. <laughs> um, you know, in middle school, seeing this man and uh, seeing this young kid and wearing oversized clothes to, you know, now a married man with a career and just seeing the progression is just an uh, interesting, interesting thing. So uh, growing up, what was that for you guys? I think for me, I'm um, still growing up. I mean, Absolutely. everybody, I think it's a progression. It's one of those things that um, is guaranteed mm -hmm. in life um, unless, you know, unfortunate events, you know, like if, some, if you get separated from this world. But if you live your life, you're going to continue to grow. And even going back to um, Jesus um, a little bit, um, it's crazy because it's like a lot of times, like it's so interesting that... Um, we don't really think about Jesus and his humanity, kind of like you were saying, but mm -hmm. he grew in stature. Um, but the last one that you said that he grew favor with man, favor with man. So he wasn't separated mm. from humanity. And then he was also growing. And it kind of thinks uh, when I think about it, the la um, the Bible, when he when Jesus was 12, he was speaking to, you know, in, in the temple and he was like. Be, I'm, I'm about my father's business and he was speaking with a wisdom that was so beyond his years so if you put jesus at 12 with the wisdom of a 50 60 year old man i can't imagine you know like right he was just ever growing and it's so interesting that god in the form of jesus you know uh the son of god having to go through a process where he is learning mm. you know and it kind of resembles my life uh, where the, I make mistakes all the time, you know, but um, the mistakes I didn't made before is like I no longer make, you know, mm -hmm. and it's progressive. And then the, I'm making new mistakes, you know, and I the only difference that I see, like my personality is the same, but at the same time, my thought life is different um, and my responsibilities is different. And I learn to manage those responsibilities like a man. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, what you said was good. Um, you said, you said um, that even Jesus had had to go through a process of growing up. And Scripture talks about how Christ related to us in every way, mm -hmm. and it was necessary. Part of the sacrifice was that He would relate to us in every way, in our suffering, and even in this, in what it looked like to grow, what it looked like to to you know, have to separate yourself to pray, have to uh, sleep, have to eat, have to go through the things that we all go through. So I think, I mean, in that, in that relationship piece, that's where we can have a relationship with Jesus because we, we can see clearly that he did in fact and does in fact relate to us. He knows what that looks like. Um, and even though he was without sin on the cross, he bore our sins, hence continuing to relate with us because he bore our sins. He took upon himself the sins of the world. So in all ways, he, he, he related to us. So absolutely. What about you, G, growing I mean, up? In my sense, I, was, uh, I wasn't always a Christian in the beginning. I was an atheist at some point. But as I continuously grew or learned about a couple of things, the whole thing I learned in Scripture where... I believe Paul was the one that talks about it. it says you uh you were a child before you think the ways of a child and then now you're a man think of the ways of a man. I remember my mother telling me a couple of times as I'm growing up, "Oh, um you're doing so much things that a child would do." But yet my separation of what exactly does a child are is a child supposed to do? What is a man supposed to do? So my definition or my understanding of it was never really clear until it was until the days I was in high school. And I was debating with the things I've learned before to the things that I was currently learning or being in Christ. 
Mm. So then my understanding of growing up was always essentially being with God or learning new wisdom that I thought before was foolish in the past. So things that I would essentially see as childish, which was religion as fancy, all these things going on with Christ. Now it was my understanding that he is the way that I am truly growing up or truly maturing to the person I'm supposed to be. What you said with that verse with Paul, uh, and I have it here, uh, Paul says, uh, 1 Corinthians 13 says, verse 11, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I grew up and I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I have been known fully. Um, in, and part of the context of that verse talks about the spiritual gifts. And it says, if I speak in tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong mm-hmm. or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and I have all faith, so to remove mountains, but I have not love, I have nothing. If I give away all that I have and I deliver up my body to be burned, but I don't have love, I have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind, does not envy, so on and so forth. So it's a, it's a, it's a person that has grown up spiritually. Well, have you ever, you know, you know kids are naturally selfish, mm. not selfless. You know, if if anything, they're always saying, that's my toy. If you ever have, like, a boy and a girl or even just two boys, they just take each other's toys, right? Like, in Christmas or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're just naturally selfish. It isn't until they grow up mm-hmm. that they learn... They start sharing. The or behaviors even, yeah. of things. So, in that similar things, he's, Paul's talking about love, but he's, like, moving away from, like, a childish type of mm-hmm. love, you know, that more be more mature like a maturity right i mean i feel like it's also as you're maturing or as you're growing older it's like in the beginning you don't have you you see a puzzle piece so you see the picture how it's supposed to be but yet you only see one piece and then as you're growing you're doing mistakes you're learning which piece fits together but yet you'll never fully understand the full complexity of how the puzzle was actually meant to be but you're still going to that image itself for me, you know, growing up and growing up in a in a Catholic household, being part of um, you probably didn't you guys probably didn't know this fact. Uh, I was part of the church choir. Oh snap! Hold on. Every time I hear a fun fact, I have to do this. Ding, 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 ding. Fun <laughs> fact of the day. Fun fact. Fun fact. I was in the choir when I was a Catholic. Um, Are you gonna sing for us real quick? No, nah, I'm good. So, <laughs> so I have pictures and everything of of me uh, being. But I was little. You know, I was young. And I was also an usher at, at, at the church and all that. But in any case, um, so I grew up, I grew up Catholic. That was, uh, that was my upbringing. And then there was a time period where we didn't go to church and, and none of that. And then when we moved here, it was like what impacted me the most, because I was always intrigued about the religious practices, right? Because that's what you, that's what you grew up with. So that's kind of what you're, you're positioned in. And I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. Like, I can honestly say I didn't have a relationship with Jesus, but I was mindful of the fact that there was a reality in, in that. Whatever that was, there was a reality. And I remember going to a church, and I think I, maybe I told you about this, but it was a priest uh, in Poinciana, and he was uh, in front of the congregation, and he took his Bible. You know, the big Bible that the Catholic p- priests read. It's like this thing. Like four yeah, times yeah, 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 huge, right? He grabs it. And he takes it and he starts his sermon and he just throws it across the congregation and hits the wall. like, And everybody in there was like, <gasps> it was packed. You know, it was like a few hundred people in there. Everybody was like, oh, what are you doing? And he looked at everybody like with his sarcasm. He's like, oh my God, I threw the book on the wall. He's like, what benefit is it if we're not reading it, if we don't apply it, if we don't live it, if we don't have a relationship with Jesus? Yo, and from that moment, I was just like, my eyes were open to this reality that what was contained in scripture was so important Mm -hmm. that this priest 
who just surprised everyone would throw the Bible. And, and the reality is like, you know, in, in many congregations, the, the, the actual document, you kind of use it for good luck, right? You have, it open in, you have it open in the middle of your house and it's open to the Psalms, you know, people walk by and they touch it. Or, you know, there's no, oh, something special about the, the book, but we live like, like demons, right? I remember uh, seeing uh, MTV Cribs. I don't know if you remember that show. But, uh, Do I? Growing <laughs> up, what? There, there was a famous rapper. Um, he basically was showing his mansion, and in the front of his mansion, he had a, a Bible that was open, and he was like, uh, yeah, you know, he's basically speaking to the camera. He's like, I touch the Bible when I come in my house and I touch the body, but he doesn't read it. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. it just reminded me yeah. of that is that a lot of people really do think that way. Yeah. That some, they might transfer some holiness through the, the word pages, right? But it's the application. It's not the physical. That's why when he did that, it was just like, whoa. And it was like, from that time on, I, I had that appeal to, 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 to what the Bible was saying. And it wasn't until years later that, you know, uh, and really, it wasn't until uh, my boy right here, uh, J Mo, he was he was going to church, and he was like, um, uh, "I had I had an encounter with Christ. I told him about it, and like immediately the next time I saw him, he had a Bible, and I still have the Bible. It's all taped up, um, and he gave it to me. He's like, "Yo, man, just like want you to 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 grow and whatever it is you told me, and you gave me the word, and it was a study Bible, uh, New Living Translation." Uh, I have since graduated to ESV, but uh, but it's dope, 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 dope Bible, um, and never forget that moment. And and that was where you know kind of propelled me to to um, and and even in that, like in that same Bible, as I was as I was studying, and and I have so many notes and so much uh, that I got out of that just that book, you know, the physical book uh, 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 that he gave me. Um, I remember finding in the scriptures, I think it's Luke 13, I'm not sure exactly, but in, in there, there's a, a man who's speaking to Jesus. He's walking by, and the man is like, blessed is the womb that gave birth to you. Mm. And Jesus turns to him. He said, yes. He acknowledged that the womb that gave birth to him, Mary, is blessed. But even more blessed are those who hear the word of God and put it into practice even more blessed so when we have and, and and when i read that like i was studying and, and i read the verse and i'm like and and in the study bible it kind of breaks it down and and i went right back to that time where the priest threw the bible against the wall to be like read apply have a relationship with jesus and in that verse it, it's like the clearest verse you can possibly get to say yes you know, the adoration of, of rubbing your hand against the book or praying to Mary herself to say, you know, Mary, you know, whatever the, the prayer is. Even more blessed are those who hear the word of God and put it into practice. I think that's what separates insane a person that is immature and mature. Exactly. That's you growing know, up. Yeah, it's growing up. And a lot of times we think about age as our physical body. Like I got, like right now I, I smile and I got these little. He got crow's, uh, feet. crow's feet on his so, eyes. So, so does G. You know. I don't really got them, do I? You're not a happy person. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not joyful. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, a lot of times we think that our physical body, oh, I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. But I've seen old people, older people that are completely immature still doing like the same things like still being in the that old guy in the club but now it's, <laughs> but now it's creepy no no but now it's creepy you know so but the, but that's the reality is that i've seen young people on the other side of the spectrum that you know has maturity and so what is the thing that kind of makes a person mature or you know like real I mean- I feel like it has to be an experience. Uh, something has to affect you in such a way that you just automatically just, well, not automatically, but you change drastically. So in my instance, it was when I became homeless. It was from me always playing around or doing these, these stupid things to me actually just coming to the realization that nothing really is of grand significance. Like I can have $1,000, but yet in the end of the day, it's just going to go away like mm-hmm. nothing. Mm. experience but i but also god give it like there's a god gift of 
of wisdom. Yeah. Honestly, I think like the gifting of, of wisdom to be able to learn from other people's mistakes mm-hmm. through studying and say, okay, this didn't work for that person, so let me navigate away from it. Uh, a foolish thing would rely on experience to learn when somebody else has already, un- has already gone through it. Um, but And we hear that, though. A lot of people usually say that. I'll just learn from experience. Yeah. I hear that all the time, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, growing up... It, in general entails that we go through our experiences and our experiences really make up who we are. Um, just, I mean, so many things of the past that I could think of that, you know, neither one of you guys are aware of that I went through. Um, and, and I remember sharing my testimony at a youth, at a youth group. And after I shared my testimony, and I was pretty transparent with what I shared I had people come up to me and was like, yo, I have the exact same story. And people I, I wouldn't have imagined who kind of lived that life or, or kind of went through what I went through. And it was, um, it, was, it was like a good release for me because even those little instances were new milestones that I reached in my life. And, um, but, yeah, to your point, uh, you see old people that – older people, 40s, 50 years old that are still – um, it's weird because, like, I feel like growing up, they, at least before we had this, you know, the, the iPhones and access to all this information, there was, there was a sense of innocence in some areas. Not complete innocence, but there was a sense of, um, what, what is the word I'm looking for? Not innocence, but, um, like, we, don't, we didn't know. Uh, ignorance? Yes, okay. ignorance. It's like a sense of ignorance. Like I talk, you talk to people who are like 50, 60 years old and they still, you know, they'll say certain catchphrases that are like, what are you talking about? Like that doesn't even make sense because we have the knowledge. Mm-hmm. But because we didn't have the knowledge before, it was like, just like little catchphrases. Like people will say, you know, like, oh, you, you know, um, by the way, you know, did you know that whatever, whatever, whatever. And you're like, what are you talking about? Like what are you what are you applying that to? Um, and I can't think of an example right now, but I know in speaking with my parents, sometimes they'll say little catchphrases that I remember hearing on TV or little things, and I'm like, you got that from the TV show, uh, you know, Sanford and Son. Like, there's absolutely no way that you research that information. We have the luxury of doing that. Mm-hmm. Even even the young people today have the luxury of growing up being able to do research to have a sense of reasoning it's crazy because even with that um like i was hearing an article um and they were saying that the because people are they they were actually thinking about changing the age for um a man's adulthood because back in the day um you to increase the age? To increase the age because the average age that a, a man used to get married was 24 years old. You came out of war. You had a lot of life experience. I think I'll settle down at 24. You right. know what I mean? Um, and then they were trying to increase it to, I think, 32. Um, so, But if you look at um, even our, you know, we're at the cusp. We're at that borderline of you can consider us a millennial. But we're, we know the difference of not knowing what it is to not have a cell phone you know what i mean so we're at that cusp um but it's kind of crazy because we see like generations before how they actually specifically speaking on a man uh they got their life together they had no choice uh they wanted to get married uh so 24 25 it was time to settle down and now that that is progressively getting older but even with technology, even with knowledge. Mm. So it seems like the, the more smarter we get, the more technologically advanced that we get, the more we kind of regress socially. And I, I'll give you an example of Japan. Japan is the first population that uh, in the next like 20 years is the first population is going to go backwards meaning there's more people dying than more people procreating and and if you think about it they're probably like more like 10 years and more advanced than us maybe in technology and things like that so if you look at that as a lens that could be america's future in the sense that we 
have all this technology, but we're prolonging other things. And it's so funny to me that even though we get more wisdom, which you would say, or, or, or knowledge, knowledge, yeah, because knowledge, knowledge doesn't equate wisdom. Knowledge and experience, mm-hmm. you're still prolonging what we consider like manhood. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. I think um, that is interesting. That is interesting. I mean, right now in the U.S., we're experiencing a baby boom. So with millennials being the number one generation in the U.S., yeah. we're experiencing a baby boom. So I don't think, yeah, I mean, it's possible, though, because yeah. the, 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 as the baby boomers, as they pass away and we look at our stats to see how many people are being born versus how many people are perishing, I wonder if we would fall in that same category at some point. That would be... Uh, I mean, also, I mean, we were talking about in one of the episodes where people are starting to rather stay single than actually get into relationships or, like, get married, period. Yeah. They yeah. progress more into their career and focus more on themselves Commitment, Commitment-wise, but that hasn't stopped sexual endeavors, pregnancies. That I don't think that has stopped... If anything's increased... That. Yeah, yep. yeah, the yeah, the reason to and and STDs has increased significantly according to the CDC. Um STDs have increased substantially. Maybe AIDS hasn't, but like we talked about in chaos. Um it's you know substantial. So that means activity is is continuing and more more mothers and 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 whatever's, you know, going on, but then you also have increase in abortions. Mm-hmm. So in spite of knowledge in spite of facts in spite of data um we're not necessarily living the most skillful in in our time today but just consider it like that you have the knowledge of your increasing technology uh technology oh my god technologically yes in uh the world or in like in a secular worldview but then you jump into the spiritual worldview where if you increase in knowledge or wisdom like paul was saying if you mature in the faith like you'll have some that are mature in the faith, you like find more life because then you can go immature, always wanting the milk, and then you end up falling into something like of prosperity or something like that. In that sense, yeah. Well, that that's where I was kind of thinking of when the ignorance piece, being ignorant of of specific information. Like I'm ignorant of specific information. Everyone. You can tell right. Everyone has has an ignorance. Uh, and it can be very innocent in your approach, like you really don't know. So you just like, well, I think this is what it says. But when it comes to our faith, I think at some point in in our historical na- narrative, we would take someone's word as this is their word. So you would have someone who would have a position of pastor or priest, and whatever they said from the pulpit, you're like, well, I guess that's facts because. I'm assuming that that's all this person's doing all day. You know, they're they're studied up. So they said I can't drink wine. I'm not going to drink wine. They said I got to give $100 today. I got to give $100 or God's going to punish me. They haven't done the research. They haven't been diligent. And so there's there's the ignorance factor in that. Um, and as we've gotten older, the the more the presence of more information almost increases ignorance in other areas because now it's in, we're in the same position except now because we have more access to information we look at the person with the phd and who's on youtube and who has four million followers and they're saying this is fake christianity doesn't have any historical relevance jesus was never real and they say these things we the ignorance is like, well, this person said it, and I'm assuming that. So the, the the direction is just different, you know. Except we have more access to to a broader range of information, and the people who we can have influence us. Whereas before, the people who can influence us were in front of us, mm-hmm. who were in our 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 vicinity. Now we have a worldwide influence, but the ignorances remain the same. Mm-hmm. We can do quick research, but even in the research. There's still ignorance. You Google something, and you automatically assume that that first Google response is is accurate. Yep. When I you mean. don't realize that in using uh, optimization, you can push your information to the top, and it'd be totally wrong. You just paid, or you had the strategy to push your information to the top. I mean, the forums usually. Um, I usually debate against people like they're in their 50s, 60s. They've gone. They're 
doctorates and things like that. And it's not to uh, negate any of that. It's just in the sense where just because they usually always find out I have no degree, I have only done like probably six to seven years of complete research, reading, getting my knowledge worked up. And then as soon as they find out my age or that I have no degree or stuff like that, they usually always go like, hey, um, sorry, we're not going to listen to you or any of the things that you're actually talking about is not really valid because I've spent the years, I've put in the time. But yeah, it reminds me because we go to uh, Timothy. Timothy was a prime example. What did uh, Paul tell Timothy? Don't let people, just because you're young, like stop you from actually proclaiming the gospel. But it's like your example. Like Exactly. In, uh, in talking about that, not going into Timothy, I'll actually go into Timothy in a second, but uh, Ecclesiastes 11.9. It says, rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and the sight of your eyes, but know that all of these things, God will bring you into judgment. That's fire. To me, I'm like, God is telling me to have fun, but just be careful. Yo, mm-hmm. and I think as I continue in that verse, so I'm going to keep going in that verse to see... Um, and it talks about, uh, I think it's in that section. I'll keep looking for it. Um, yeah, right here. It says, it talks about young man, remove your vexation from your heart and put away pain from your body for youth and the dawn of life are vanity. And it starts to put in perspective for you that, you know, not to forget God in your youth, like just because you're in your youth doesn't give you full range of an excuse. Uh, it says, in, there you go, chapter 12. That's what I was looking for. Chapter 12. It says, remember also your creator in the days of your, your youth before the evil days come and the years draw near, which you will say, I have no pleasure then. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return to rain in the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent and the grinders cease because they are few and those who look through the windows are dimmed. Uh, It keeps going. It says, um, yeah, it's basically reminding the young people, like, don't waste your youth because there's going to come a time when you're old and your body is worth nothing and now you're like, okay, God, mm-hmm. God, I want to serve you, right? I come to this wisdom. He's like, don't wait for that day. Delight in the fact mm-hmm. that you can serve the Lord when you have energy. And I feel like that's me right now. You know what I'm saying? 30, I'll be 33 in a few months. And having a child right now, I am exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> and energy's not coming back. Maybe when I was 21... I could keep up all day because I used to break night. Me and this dude used to be, and I even with you, two, three in the morning, chilling. I remember one time we were in Miami, like six in the morning. We were at a friend's house playing, uh, what was that? We were playing like a, 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 a drag racing game. And we were like, literally, it was like five, six in the morning. We were like, yo, it's six in the morning, dude. We got to go to sleep. <laughs> Waking up at 11. Or yeah, because yeah. we got to bounce, yeah, whatever. Um, there's absolutely no way I can do that today. I feel like um, there's two camps. I feel like when I look at a old, older people, um, like they're either very cynical, like, cyn- like cynicism actually mm-hmm. creeps in. Like you ever seen like a bitter, bitter old man? Or yes. Bitter, right? <laughs> you see a lot of them, right? Yes. Um, and that's just life experiences beating them down. But what's interesting is I saw a, um, you can go to YouTube and, you, and um, there's like a group of, people that are past a hundred years old and there's like maybe like four or five of them and and people are interviewing these elderly people and they're like what is the secret to you know being so old what's the secret sauce and they're really like you don't you see that they they look very very strong and i'm i started watching this i'm like okay i'm gonna analyze this video because i'm like what are they doing special because I see, I see so many cynical older people, but then I see these people who don't have that many wrinkles. Uh, they seem to have it all together or whatever. And 
every single one of them was just like very, very positive. And what I've take, took from it was like your attitude in life really depends. It's like you can, like in the Bible it says bitterness is, is a, um, mm, a rottenness of the bones. the bones. So I could take that literally. You know, maybe you get osteoporosis or or mm-hmm. I could take it figuratively. Maybe it's a rottenness in general is that it's like those life experiences, how you've dealt with them. A lot of times either two things happen. You either choose to forgive and, and don't allow cynicism to come in in your life and you end up becoming a very positive person and and you can see the glow in your face. And even at 100 years old, you look like you're 70 mm. or you could go the other camp and ha- look so haggard so miserable life stinks and then you die right mm. that's like uh i mean a prime example is what jesus said when the child were running to him he said be like the child mm. meaning you're thirsting for the kingdom mm. not just necessarily you're just uh you got you i mean you have that passion when you first convert when you first become a christian you always have that passion you always want to go out preach to people but then you get to that point, like we talked about it before, where God steps back. But then you think you have to do something. Like you have to be religious, super religious, or do something to get to that level. But yet Christ always says, be like the child. Always have that hunger. Always have that thirst. Not the mentality of a child in the sense, but the mentality of a child has that innocence where he's always chasing after what he loves to do. Mm. Always having fun. Mm. Uh, in the, in that faith kind of going to back to that what you said growing like even growing up in the faith at first excited mm-hmm. whatever then you go through that where what we it's talked like about last week yeah exactly but then you get a little information and you think you're the smartest dude you know everything and you're trying to preach to everybody which which that zeal is good because people will respond but then there's a lack of forgiveness or you mm-hmm. overuse or not maybe not that's not the best term but you use your gifting in a way that's arrogant that's that's why that verse from Paul was so powerful because Paul's like you can have all this stuff so young Christians you can have all this going on but man if you don't have love right and so even defining love in our culture today there's such a skewed understanding of what love is what is categorically love what are the different types of love right we have to even explain it now but but when Paul, you know, talks about it, this is an older Paul. This is a Paul who's who's lived life, who's gone through the experience. And remember, he was he was a, a, a teacher of the religious law who came to Christ. So in Christ, the conversion, he was young. He was a young Paul in Christ. His life experience, yeah, he can be a little more advanced. But as far as being in Jesus, still young guy. And as he grew up in the faith, he probably went through all of that to say look mm-hmm. you can have all this but if you don't have love man all of it's whatever you know and i feel like for me that's kind of how it was i was legalistic for a while i thought i knew everything for a while i you know wanted to push people you know to to do what i wanted to do and and influence certain certain ways and then another point where i got to where i was like i i felt like i knew so much i had no emotional response to to uh to to the word or to conversations or to you know worship music no nothing you know i was just very dry and i think that's part of growing up i uh i i came to faith about 13 14 years ago so i'm a teenager right teenagers go through a lot of stuff you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it but i'm vastly different than when i was when i was one years old when i was two years in the faith three years in the faith and a lot of the people that i was around that, uh, you know, I immediately got put like in this leadership role and serving and doing all kinds of stuff. But I was only a couple of years in the faith. So very cautious as to what what impact I made. And, you know, it's it's now that I'm a little bit older, I still make mistakes. I still say things out of turn. I still, you know, think I know what I what I know. Still, nobody can tell me what to do. Still, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm still going through that. And it's going to take years for my maturity as a as a believer to grow up while I'm also growing up as a as an individual you know what I'm saying I'm growing up in my career I'm growing up in my goals I'm growing up in my financial accountability I'm growing up in my relationship you know 
Yeah. I mean, my friend typically he quotes it. He says, uh, "There's no such thing as growing up. There's growing, but not growing up because you're not trying to get to a certain point. You're still like growing that. and learning." I like that. Mm-hmm. That's good. Because growing up would would mean achieving, achieving That's something, yeah. right? And we have yet to achieve perfection, though we strive mm-hmm. for perfection. We still have yet to achieve perfection. I think uh, when I read the Bible, I see like Adam and Eve, and I see this relationship with God, right? And they were like first newly made, I guess you could say, and they had this relationship with God before the fall. And it's almost like God puts, you know, this tree, you know, you guys know the story. Um, But to me, it's kind of like this beautiful ignorance, right? It's not that God doesn't want to share all things with everybody, but he eventually would have done that. Like, they eventually would have known the mysteries of the world. They eventually would have known everything. God would have been there teaching them side by side, similar to the way that he's going to teach us when we get to heaven. All those questions that you have, he's like, hey, Jesus, how was this? Amen. You know, it's a life journey. And the temptation was knowledge of good and evil, right? It was knowledge. And it's kind of like that very thing after they partook of the apple, or not even apple, sorry, the fruit they it's like their mind unlocked sin entered their lives all these things and it's kind of like what geo was kind of saying when when uh like the scene in the bible where these kids are coming to jesus he's like hey don't don't stop them for these are the kingdom these are like what the kingdom is about is these children no is you have to enter to enter my kingdom you have to be like this kid and it's so crazy because there has to be a level of maturity like you know uh, uh like of knowledge and, and things that you have grow but we have to have also have it's like this beauty in this ignorance mm. this beauty in this relationship of you know what i don't have to know everything i don't have to you know i could just be with god i could just say hey god how was your day i'm going on a bike ride and just talking to god that's a lot of times more beautiful than me being having doing a perfect exegesis of breakdown and and don't not saying that either or is good or bad but there's a time for everything mm-hmm. and a certain level of maturity like mm-hmm. you know it's so funny mm-hmm. that you were mentioning that you were more legalistic when you were younger mm-hmm. so but now you have obtained a little bit like wow wh- how was i mm-hmm. you know man what how dumb i was mm-hmm. you know and, and that comes with the maturity so a lot of times from the outside looking in we like you were saying you know you were ready you already you were two years in the faith already being put in boom teaching like teaching and there's nothing bad with that correct the the church is using you know the energy of the use correct because the older people probably is like i don't want to know exactly and they're using that and it's not bad but what i'm saying is that if i want someone to teach me i want somebody who's gonna has been through life and I want somebody who's been like, hey, listen, I've been through this. I've been through that, you know, and also I've achieved. And I, I will look at the person. I will be like, how is this person's not only his walk, but is he cynical? Because you, there's this beauty in like returning to that innocence of mm. just been, hey, I'm going to walk with Jesus. Yeah, there was this older I'm, guy. I'm 55 years old. I'm just going to walk with yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I remember this older guy. He was like, he was in his 50s. And this dude was everything he was everything he was mormon he was jehovah witness he was christian he was everything he just merged all of them and he could hit you off with all kinds of stuff and he just like and this was me young in the faith he was saying all that stuff i was like you're a walking contradiction my dude you don't even see it so someone who has life experience someone who's been part of all kinds of different faiths and then he concluded that all of these are correct, so I'm just going to take a little bit from each. And because they're older by age, this person must have achieved. And we see that with some of the, I mean, I gave an example in previous podcasts where I had a, prof- a university professor say that. He was like in his 70s or something, and he's like, oh, you know, all worldviews are basically the same. We're on different sides of the mountain trying to achieve the same. And so, but he would walk around with a Bible. And they asked him, you know, you well, you know, I read this, sure, but you know, with this, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know, Basic whatever. New age, yeah, new age concept. And you're like, this dude who's lived so long, who's teaching this stuff, 
hasn't really dived enough. He's living out of ignorance, yet teaching in his ignorance. I, my sister's a teacher. And, um, you know, when we were younger, they made you do times tables, but you had to memorize that junk, right? Cause I you, remember. I'm really you had good a at quiz, that right? I'm good at that. You had a quiz, right? You know, five times six, you know, quick, you know? These, these kids nowadays, my sister is a first grade teacher, but she was a third grade teacher for, a, for like about five or six years. And when she was showing their homework, I was like, what is that? They had to physically draw a box, put little common circles. Yeah, common course. And I'm like, this is confusing for me. And I'm an accountant. <laughs> you know, no, but that's the reality. Is then I'm like, wow, how evil are the days? Is that there's an overload of knowledge, but unable to grasp the truth. And so I'm like, wow, like the simplicity, how, how simple it was. You know, you got that times table and, and you're like nine times five is 45. Like that, those simple truths are non-existent. Mm -hmm. And now I overload your mind to the point where you'll never grasp You can't it. even grasp anything. And it's crazy to me that... This is the society we're kind of starting to live in, is that you're, we're overloaded with information. Ravi Zacharias, he says, he said, uh, well, his ministry talks about how in some of the opposing worldviews, they'll use really big words and terms and all this mm -hmm. just to confuse you. Because when you break it down in its simplest form, they're not saying anything. And, and those that they can match up with. So they have an apologist that is also a physicist. He's listening to the physicist and he's interpreting the, what he's saying. He's basically, you're saying nothing. You've said nothing this whole time. But to the, to the audience, this dude is wisdom. He is. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's Neil, older. Neil deGrasse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yo, oh my God. Yeah. Like, he's dude saying, he literally said, I listened to a whole, like, three-hour thing. He literally said nothing. He answered no questions. He just gave you a bunch of stuff, and you're like, wow, he's a G. He's so smart. Mm -hmm. But he told you nothing. He's leading you nowhere, right? It's just, it's crazy. Um, what you said, uh, you said it perfect, and this is a good segue. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Paul, writing to Timothy, says, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly, which is Christ, right? The Holy Spirit. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind to work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Whoa. That's, to, that's culture today. That is when you turn off this podcast. That is our culture today. And I remember reading that with the Bible you gave me years ago. This is a New Living Translation. I had to pull it out. And I looked in the mirror of my life, and I looked at the mirror of the world, and that was like, I need to grow up quick because that's exactly what I see in this culture. We hate God. We love money. We love pleasure more than God. Nothing is sacred. And people working their way into vulnerable people's hearts mm -hmm. who, are, who, are, who are completely vulnerable because of the sin that they're in, just work their way, navigate their way right into their hearts, saying, I have another way for you. I have a way for you not to feel guilty. I have a way of suppressing the truth. You've murdered, you've lied, you've stolen, you have been disobedient. Our culture will create parameters to affirm you in your sin and say, it's okay. We have a group, a community for you of people just like you. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And affirm us in our sin. 
we have communities that call themselves churches that will not convict you of sin but continue to affirm you in your sin it's all about positivity and being positive is good but when it's all about positivity and there's no room to even reflect on sin and repentance and and to grow in that it's become useless and um and that's the culture we live in that's the culture we live in it's it's a it's a anti-growth culture. We're so quick to mature, but yet we don't want to grow. We, we're not growing up. You'll see kids. Uh, it's funny because we talked about this That's in the true. earlier episodes. We see kids where they show it like in memes where a 13-year-old compared to now to a 13-year-old in the 80s where you see a 13-year-old fully dressed and everything. She'll have like long shirts. Her hair would be super puffy. And then now it's like completely sexualized. I've, I've seen a 15 year old with number tats i was like what is like 26 i was on 15 you know the reality is mm-hmm. i agree completely i mean and, but there's there's certain behaviors that we identify as growing up this is me growing up i'm having sex at 12 years old i'm grown yeah. i'm growing up yep. um uh, i i i uh you know i'm i make my own decisions i use drugs i i do the there's certain things that Cultures telling us this is what I need to grow Just up. Just because you're doing adult things doesn't mean you're an adult. And to contrast that, we have Timothy, who also was young, but his life was a little bit different. He would, he didn't go the ways of the world. He mm-hmm. went through the holiness and he went to following God, and he was mature. He was at that level. So we have fake maturity, and then we have true maturity. And it kind of reminds me of Proverbs, like even Proverbs one. You know, the beginning of wisdom, you know, knowledge, knowledge of God, fear of God. That if you really want to mature, you want to have a, a, a Christian maturity and not even Christian maturity. You want to be mature. Just read the Proverbs mm. and they'll tell you. It's true. They'll tell you if you want to have true maturity, you need to fear God. Yeah. Our culture wants to separate us from our families. They want to separate us from our, you know, relationships, separate us from God himself, right? So younger and younger, yo, let's, let's, you need a college degree and it's not good enough to go to your local college. You need to go out of state. You need to be on your own. And, and people who have no life experience are getting life experience, who have really no lessons learned, have been maybe sheltered for, for all these years and now suddenly being released, but continue to be sheltered. It's a strange dynamic, right? So I'm going to send you money so you can do your own thing, but you're supposed to be getting an education. Instead, now you're exploring what you perceive to be adulthood. You said something about, um, you know, the baby boomers are no longer the number one in society, right? It's Correct. the millennials, Millennials, right? right. What's scary to me... Buying it, power still belongs to the, to the baby boomers. Because they're the boomers. ones that have the, the houses. Right. They have the houses, the retirement, they have the money, right? Okay. So the millennials are, are the future. In, in, in 20 or 30 years, they're going to be the largest group, you know, given, you know, and they're going to be what the baby boomers are right now. Okay, so it's crazy to me that these kids nowadays who, it, it's like progressively getting worse. There was this one rapper, um, I'm not going to mention the name, but in, in one of his <laughs> lyrics, he was describing, he's considered a very, very good rapper, right? Um by the world standard. <laughs> he has a lyric in his in his one of his lyrics. He was talking about his grandmother and how how his grandmother is not not wasn't praying for him. So what is like the hope? That I'm just paraphrasing and that's the gist of that line. But he basically goes and says, you know, my grandmother wasn't praying for me, so now what? And so it's crazy to me because when I read Revelation, it, it, it shows like these, even after the martyrdom and, and, and this world is being judged, it says in the Bible that the prayers are being lifted up to God. Even long after you're dead, all those prayers for justice are going to reach God's God. And he, that is going to be the thing that he's never going to forget. So it's like prolonged mm. judgment on the world. Mm. So the reason I say this is, when we are age in we had a standard of kind of like our parents or or elderly people who 
would be like, hey, you know, mijo, let, you know, God's going to get you. Or, you know, or I'm praying for you. My grandmother was praying for me or my mother was praying for me. And I remember me, you know, coming back from the club and I'm like, why is there oil on my door? My mom's like, you know, praying for me. My aunts will come visit and they're like, you need to get your life right. And I'm like, get Dang, away from me. That's no, crazy. but but it goes to show you yeah. that the prayers are so powerful. Yet here in to back go back to that rapper, he's saying there is my my grandmother's not praying for me. Where's my hope? So the way that I, I interpret it is we have a society of these millennial younger people in this generation that their grandmothers are not praying. Their grandmothers are in the club. Their grandmothers never reached a level of maturity. And now they are the future. So it's only a progression, you know. So like their grandma never prayed for them. So now they're live a lawlessness. Now they're 55 years old, 25 years from now. Kids raising kids. Kids, well, kids raising kids. But there's no level of maturity. That's the what we had, what we talked about, um, the, the sexual revolution, drug revolution. Those guys who were the, influenced by the Beatles and, mm -hmm. and, and, and Aleister Crowley and all that stuff, they're the ones who are the age that is leading the government. They're the age that are that are providing the yeah. funding. So they're the ones who are the hippies. Who are yeah, the, the former hippies are now the ones who are pushing all kinds of movements that once maybe dissipated because they were young, but now they're older, they want to give that to their to their child. And so that's I mean, that's exactly that's on point right there. Because now those are the fifty year old, sixty year old people that have a, a level of ignorance and whether it was chosen or, or not like now they're living out a lifestyle and teaching and imparting on young people us included not not to follow god you know not to follow our heart to follow our desires um and so contrary to what it means to be a, a reasonable person living in wisdom growing in stature growing in maturity Growing in favor with God, growing in favor with man—it's—it's it's not the same. It's—it's it's opposite. And what rises up? This sense of we're owed, we're we're due, we're and there's no earning. We don't we don't want to earn anything. We don't want to work hard. We don't want to, you know, cut our hands. We don't want to sweat. We don't want to stay up till late. We want to do whatever we want, whatever pleasure. That's where it says we love pleasure rather than loving God. And if we don't get that, we fall into that mental state of depression and anxiety. And then that's where we are today, where we see thousands of people in cases where they're just like continuously depressed. They're on medication, addicted to medication. Yeah. And some of that is us. I some mean, of that is us. I was reading an article where it said the younger generation is addicted to any mental medication while the older generation is addicted to pain, <laughs> pain medication. Pain, 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 yeah, pain, yeah. pain killer overdoses uh, costing the U.S. B -b 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 trillions actually man you hit me with a t <laughs> like uh ridiculous per state it's costing people it's costing states state tax dollars b -b billions of dollars because of painkillers painkiller overdose it could be taken by anyone any age right but the availability of these pills crazy amounts of money that 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 is being poured into that but I mean, in any case, I think th this is a time where whatever age we are, whether we're older or younger, if you're in the middle, if you're whatever, got to grow up. It's time to put aside childish, childlike activities. It's time to put aside things that were once um, attractive. Put it aside. Pursue God. Grow up. It's time to grow up. It's time to get into... Uh, to be serious about life because death is knocking. Death has no bias on age, on culture, on sex. Death is coming for us. And where are we? What influence are we leaving? What is our legacy? And if it's, if it's everything that I just read in Timothy, we're in, in the next couple of generations, we are absolutely in trouble and if history showed us shows us anything that's where we're headed so get in your word um 
check us out on all outlets uh, soundcloud itunes youtube instagram instagram facebook um definitely check out all of our other episodes we'll be back with more episodes um again shout out of the week was unashamed imaging so go to unashamedimaging.com check out the website uh doing great things uh with uh with 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 their talents uh, but we're signing out here mike the baptist geology jmo we love you guys peace <laughs>